All right, you guys. Hey, welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. I I, I feel like I have a change of plans <laughs> now that I'm talking to you guys. I, well, first and foremost, I want to share a little bit about myself. Um, just because I think it's fun to get to know the person on the other side. Um of, of these episodes. So I wanted to share with you guys, I have always been someone that is like, how do you get everything all done? I wish I could be like you. I wish I could be as productive as you. And I don't know how you do it all and all these things. And I'm like, what do you mean? You just, you just do it. (laughs) You just do it. And people are like, no, you just do it. We don't know. We don't know. So here I am literally sitting here in my laundry room with my headphones on and my computer and I'm recording a podcast because sometimes you just have to do it. You just have to figure out how to get stuff done. (laughs) And so I am sitting here and I'm like, okay, we're going to record this podcast. And then I'm sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, we might have to make this multiple different series and episodes because I've talked about your menstrual cycle. I don't want to say on a surface level, but I want to kind of get into the nitty gritty of your hormones and why they're super important for us to, to pay attention to. So I think we're going to make this probably a multi, multi-part series to help you understand. So today we're going to kind of keep it high level. I'm going to introduce probably some new things and then I will probably most likely build on this a little bit more. So today let's talk about hormones (laughs) and we've probably all heard the terms estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone, testosterone, but did you know that they interact with each other and they do affect your body? throughout the month. So men, they cycle their hormone cycle throughout the day. Us women, we are a little bit different. (laughs) We cycle monthly. And so this is why like your husband is, wakes up, energy, whatever goes throughout his day, has some peaks in energy. And then at nighttime, he, (laughs) I don't want to say falls flat, but he, it's one of those things where it's like he comes home and he needs to like veg out. Well, we do that as women, but our cycle is over like a 28 day period of time. So when you are on your menstrual cycle, you will notice a drop in energy. The day, the, the day before your menstrual cycle when things are working all optimally and doing all the good things that they should be doing the day before your menstrual cycle, you're going to have a surge in energy. You're going to go into a nesting period where you want to cook and clean and organize things and clean out pantries and closets and all of the things to get organized in preparation for a few days of, I don't want to say no energy, but little energy. So when we're on our menstrual cycle, it is totally normal to feel fatigued and to need to maybe rest a little bit more. And it's not a bad thing 
right? It is really not a bad thing. And I think so much of society is like, women need to do more and be more and have more and, and whatever. And I, hopefully you guys are all Christian or at least open to ideas of Christianity. I've been watching The Chosen with my family. We've watched it for, I don't know, probably over a year now. And there's an episode in there where a woman has a bleeding disorder. And she, in in the Bible, you are not allowed <laughs> to be, I, I don't know all of the uh, rules and stipulations, but you were considered unclean, right? You're considered unclean. You can't be around other people when you are menstruating. And I always remember hearing that growing up and I'm like, that's so sad. <laughs> that's so sad, you know, to like basically be deemed unclean and, and you're not allowed to be around other people. And then now as an adult, I'm like, wait, is that a bad thing? <laughs> like, I don't want to be around my family. I want, I want to have a day or two of like rest and hibernation. And I've contemplated on that. And I'm like, maybe it wasn't a bad thing that they weren't allowed to be around other people. Or like maybe, maybe the way that it is explained in the Bible isn't necessarily as accurate as what, what it has been depicted at as recent times. Because I know for myself, when I'm on my cycle and what I've noticed with the women that I work with, they want to kind of retreat. We want to go into a little bit of a hibernation. We want to rest. We want to have downtime, right? And so I've thought about that. And I mean, I would honestly, if I had to be like banned and not around my family, I'd be very, very sad. But if I had the opportunity to rest a little bit more and, and kind of isolate and take care of myself during that time, I wouldn't be upset about it, <laughs> right? Like, I would not be upset about all of that. So anyways, just kind of an interesting, I don't know, food for thought. And honestly, there might be a scholar out there that knows <laughs> knows the answer to that. But I, anyways, I kind of, I derailed. <laughs> for a second. So during our menstrual cycle, it should be three to five days long. Okay. And during this time, it can feel, well, let me say this, you know, that feeling when you start a new job and everything is chaotic and it's unpredictable and you have no clue what you're doing and all of that. That's really what is happening during our menstrual cycle. So estrogen and progesterone levels have dropped and the uterus is now shedding its lining and we might experience the cramping, the fatigue, the mood swings. Um, and that can be a tough start to the month. However, it can also be a benefit when we learn how to work with it properly. So something that I really blew my mind before, like I always, I, I would say that I had a quote unquote heavy cycle growing up, but I wouldn't have categorized my cycle as being heavy compared to other people that I talked to because some of them were having to change every hour, right? Like they were bleeding through super pluses and pads and tampons. And mine was not to that level. I did need to have 
you know, a large or a super, or like a plus, a super tampon or something along those lines. But I was able to utilize that for several hours and, and stuff through high school and, and so on. Now, I have a client, and this might be TMI, but they would wear a tampon and a pad. Or no, actually, somebody told me that they wore two tampons and a pad, and they would still bleed through that every every so often. And I was like, holy moly, like, how? Like, that's got to be so uncomfortable. And so when I learned this a few years ago about how much fluid you should be losing, this is something that I have started to build into the conversations that I'm having around the menstrual cycle because I think it gives us a place to like understand what is normal and what is not normal and what our menstrual cycle should look like because let's face it like I don't know about you guys but (laughs) um, nobody comes to the bathroom with me (laughs) during that time of the month okay I'm just saying like that is that is something that I take care of on my own and (laughs) um, yeah that's so I don't have something to compare to with somebody else other than maybe what they have told me. So with that being said, this is what I learned a couple of years ago that I think is really important for you guys to understand. And this was really valuable information for me as well. So during the entire menstrual phase, so the three to five days, we should be losing no more than three tablespoons, three tablespoons of menstrual fluid during that time. (laughs) that is not a lot. And when I heard that, I about fell out of my chair because I was like, yeah, I know that that is probably more, how do I say this? Like I was using a diva cup at the time. And so I was like, I'm having to change my diva cup two to three times a day. And I haven't like... (laughs) measured it out. But I was like, in my mind, as I'm driving down the road, I'm like, I'm pretty sure like one of those cups is about two tablespoons, like just an estimate. And if I'm doing that multiple times a day, then yes, that is too much. Okay. That is too much. No wonder I feel tired. No wonder I feel depleted. No wonder like my body is just like in shutdown phase. And that for me was a wake up call. And I was like, okay, there's work that has to be done on my hormones in order to get me to a much healthier place with my menstrual cycle. All right. (laughs) So a lot of information there. I think what I'm going to do, you guys, because I want to get through all of the different phases. I'm going to record several other podcasts where we're diving in a little bit deeper into each one of these phases and what should be happening. But I wanted to share that for you guys with the menstrual cycle, and then we'll come back back around to that in some of the further trainings. Okay, so the second part, so after we have a three to five day menstrual cycle-ish, we're going to be moving into the follicular phase. So think of the follicular phase as a growth spurt. It's like planting, it's like a plant needs like sorry, we plant a plant, we plant a seed, 
that seed needs sunlight and water to grow. So our follicles need estrogen to mature. As the follicles grow, they produce more estrogen, which is going to be the thickening of the lining. Because remember, we just lost all of that. It's going to be growing that again. And you might notice more energy in your body, a better mood. You're going to feel like you're coming out of hibernation and you're going to be ready to tackle new projects. During your menstrual cycle, you're gonna, your brain's going to be a little creative, um, it might have some new ideas. It might start making plans for something to come. Hey, you need to blah, 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 right? And so during that time, you might not have, while you're menstruating, you might not have the time to execute everything, but that is a really great time to take notes. Take notes on those ideas and those thoughts. And then, you know, if you decide a day or two later that, oh, that's not, <laughs> that's not for me totally fine. And that's acceptable as well. But during that follicular phase, that's when you're going to have the energy to get some of those projects done. And it's a very exciting time. And so I think also, if you guys are anything like me, I often will compare myself to that version of me that's in the follicular phase and the ovulatory phase, where I'm like, man, why can't I just get stuff done? Come on, Shannon, like, just be motivated. Just get stuff done. Just, you know, plow through, like, what's wrong with you? And then when I stop and I look back and I'm like, ah, oh, my hormones, right? <laughs> learn to work with your hormones, Shannon. Learn to, again, learn to work with your hormones. Um, <laughs> so anyways, so it's really important that during that time, like, pay attention, right? Pay attention to your body. And let me just quickly say this because some of you out there might be like, well, I'm not menstruating. Does this pertain to me? Yes. You may not have the menstrual part of it. You might not be bleeding, but your hormones are following some of these natural rhythms to, to the cycle, right? You're going to notice that you have one week, several days where you're like, I am just zapped. I just have no energy. Maybe you're feeling a little moody. <laughs> Maybe you're feeling irritable. Maybe you're like, I just want people to leave me alone. That is going to be when your menstrual cycle is, and then you'll come out of that hibernation and you'll be good to go. All right. So that's going to last. The follicular phase is usually day six to day 14. On day 14, you're going to have your ovulation day. Now, again, <laughs> um, I think most people now know, but in case you don't, there are several days that you can get pregnant. You, just because you're ovulating or it is your ovulatory day, doesn't mean that that's the only day you can get pregnant during that time. Like there's, there's a window of opportunity. Okay. <laughs> um, so congratulations on that. You made it to the peak of your hormone, your hormonal roller coaster. So ovulation is like a party for your ovaries. One lucky follicle, fo follicle, <laughs> follicle will be released as an egg. 
And if it meets the sperm, then that could obviously result in a pregnancy. And so the sudden surge of estrogen triggers a spike in the luteinizing hormone, LH, which causes the follicle to burst open and release the egg. And it's like a pinata exploding and the egg is the candy, right? So if you're trying to get pregnant, then it's, then we want the, the party from the pinata. If you're not, then, you know, maybe you might feel a little bit different about that. Uh, then day 15 to day 16 is the luteal phase. And after the excitement of the ovulation and the luteal phase, it's like a cool down period. That follicle, that follicle that releases the egg becomes a corpus luteum, which produces progesterone. So progesterone helps thicken the uterine lining and and prepares the body for that possible pregnancy. So we have some thickening of the lining that happens during the follicular phase, and then we have the ovulation, and, and then the body will say, okay, thank you, progesterone, let's build up this this um this wall and make it a nice little like cushy bed. So if progesterone thickens the lining, um, if the egg isn't fertilized, then the corpus luteum or the egg will shrink and the progesterone levels will drop. This drop in hormones is like the end of the party, right? It's time to get ready to to clean up and go home. So you might experience some PMS symptoms. This is when you could be noticing bloating, irritation, maybe some cravings, but don't worry that there's more to this. (laughs) So hormonal imbalances can affect more than just our menstrual cycle. Here are some analogies to help us better understand how these hormones are playing a role on the entire body. So we're, we're all here to talk about the thyroid. Our thyroid glands produce, um, our hormone, our thyroid hormones help to regulate our metabolism, our energy, body temperature. So if the thyroid is overactive, active, it's like a car is getting stuck in high gear and you might feel anxious and jittery and overheated. Well, on the other hand, an underactive thyroid is like a car getting stuck in low gear. So this is when you're feeling tired and sluggish. And so when we are going throughout the month for our menstrual cycle, you guys could be getting stuck in high gear or low gear based off what your thyroid is doing. And that could be playing a role in how your sex hormones are being produced. So then let's talk about insulin really quickly. Insulin is a hormone that helps to regulate blood sugar levels. If our body can't produce enough insulin or use it effectively, it's like that traffic jam on the highway. So glucose, aka sugar, can't get anywhere it needs to go and your cells are going to be left without energy because sugar, glucose, is energy for the body. It's that quick, fast thing. And this is why a lot of the women that we work with inside the Hansen method, they're like, I just can't break up with sugar. And I'm like, listen, my friend, (laughs) um, it's because your body is trying to tell you I need energy. 
And when we, like our thyroid, right, when we get stuck in that low gear and we're tired and we're sluggish and we're slow and things aren't working and we're stuck in this traffic jam and then we're feeling irritable and then we're like, I am worthless and I can't do anything and everything is wrong and I'm, you know, a nobody. Our, our insulin is going to be like, Hey, I need something here. And so then it's going to trigger you to go to the pantry or to the gas station or wherever to try to get some kind of energy. And it's going to feel very uncontrollable. It's going to be like, you know, maybe you have good willpower for a day, two days, three days, and then all of a sudden you're ravenous. And that is because your body needs that sugar to, as fuel, right? Like our, our car is going to give us a check, not check an engine light, like a gas light. And you're going to say, okay, if I want to keep driving this thing, I'm going to give it some gas. Our body does the same thing and it will cause the sugar cravings to continue and to escalate if it is not, if it's not dealt with. Okay. So cortisol, cortisol, you guys, it's not a bad hormone. Uh, Like I feel like it gets such a bad rap, but it's really not. So cortisol is known as a stress hormone um, and it can be released during times of stress. So in small doses, cortisol can actually be really, really helpful at increasing alertness and focus, but chronic stress can lead to high levels of cortisol, which is like a smoke detector that never stops beeping, right? Like if cortisol is up, then we're going to feel anxious. We're going to feel irritable. We're going to feel We're going to have trouble sleeping. And eventually, if we stay in that state for too long, cortisol is going to go away because we've overworked it. And it's going to like, that's when we hit burnout. That's when we hit things like not just burnout, but double burnout. You guys, so really quickly, let's wrap up today's episode. And we're, I'm going to keep recording more information about your menstrual cycle. But right now, your call to action, what I want you guys to be doing is take notice. If you are not already tracking your menstrual cycle, please start doing that. If you are not menstruating, okay, meaning you're perimenopause, postmenopause, or you've had an ablation, a lot of the women that I work with have had uterine ablations, and so they're not having a quote-unquote cycle and they're not bleeding, I want you to track your symptoms. I want you to see when do I have energy? When do I have low energy? When do I feel like I'm nesting? When, you know, like really keep track of these things. Now, the other really cool and interesting thing, especially for the women that I work with who are perimenopause or postmenopausal, is I tell them to sync up to the moon. So, What that means is when it's a full moon or a new moon, see what your symptoms are doing. See if your, if your libido climbs or if it's tanked and you're tired, because that can give you an idea or an understanding of what is happening. So if your libido is a little bit higher than normal, you might be closer to ovulation. Um, And it's honestly, it's so funny this might be TMI. And if I have family members, like, 
please just shut this off and, and stop listening. <laughs> um, but I swear my husband knows when I'm ovulating. I'm like, literally like, how do you know? Like, how do you know? And he's like, what do you mean? I said that to him not too long ago. I was like, how do you know? And he's like, how do I know what? I'm like, how do you know that I'm ovulating? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> like men can just feel that. So if that can also be another sign, right? Like men know, I feel like men know <laughs> whether they know, no, or not like our body, our, our pheromones are giving off information for people around us to, or men around us to, to make some passes. <laughs> um, so pay attention to that. And that can really, really help you to just better understand what you need to do to support your hormones. And we will continue this conversation. We're going to be diving. I feel like today we did a pretty good um, overview of the menstrual cycle. I'm probably going to touch on that in another one where we talk about food and what you should be eating during that time and all of those wonderful things. And then we're going to go into all of the different, the other phases, and we'll talk about what you should be um, eating during those phases and other, other signs and symptoms of what you got going on. So if you liked today's episode on hormones, come say hi on Instagram. Okay. Um, download the workbook. Well, let me, let me finish my thought. Come say hi on Instagram <laughs> at Thriving Thyroid. And head over to the show notes, you guys, to download your workbook for your menstrual cycle. It's going to be really beneficial. And I promise you guys, as you continue to listen to these episodes and you hear about what is going on, um, you're going to have a better understanding of what you need to do and be able to become that empowered patient and just find joy, right? Find how to leverage your symptoms, find how to leverage your body in a way that makes you feel really good about yourself and who you are. And I will see you guys on the next.